You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Christianity is not being a member of a church. Christianity is not being part of some group. It's not some label you slap on your t-shirt or the back of your car window. True Christianity is something that is lacking in America today. It's lacking in the world today. And that is you and I determining to be an authentic follower of Jesus Christ. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. The book of Romans, unlike any other book in the New Testament, in, in fact, it may be unlike any other book in the entire Bible. And that is the fact that it is such a technical treaty on doctrine that is unparalleled in scripture. In fact, uh, many believe just in literary work alone that the book of Romans written by Paul the Apostle is something that is of such high shelf character and quality that there's nothing even in the secular realm that rivals it. Uh, I've been told that the book of Romans uh, has been used in schools of law because Paul the Apostle brings forth his argument of justification and righteousness by faith alone, that he presents it so powerfully and so clearly that uh, it, it's, it's a way of arguing a legal case. Well, be that as it may, the fact of the matter is the argument that the book of Romans does give us is that we are a people that is the follower of Jesus Christ. What Jesus said is the born again believer that we as a people, we are someone who have been justified by faith. That means that we look solely 100% to the finished work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. In other words, our salvation and our relationship is solely based upon the merits of Jesus Christ. This separates those that are religious from those who have a relationship with God. This separates those from 
the cults of the world that have a works-centered salvation attempt, I have to throw the word in there, attempt, because that's all it is, versus an intimate relationship with God. And so the book of Romans opens up with this tremendous statement to you and I regarding us being called saints. Isn't that amazing? We are called to be saints. In fact, in the actual Greek scripture, it is we who are called saints, not called to be. That's in the English version. The Greek is more powerful. We, that is God, calls us saints. How can this possibly be? Friends, I know that that sounds hard and impossible for us because you and I, frankly, we have been victimized by traditionalism. Traditionalism, by that I mean this, that maybe it's some particular church that says, this is how a saint is uh, made saintly. This is how someone is declared godly by these various merits that they must perform. If they just keep so many of these rules, if they do so many of these uh, acts, if they perform so many miracles, then they are now qualified for the consideration of sainthood. My dear friend, I want you to know that the book of Romans, for that matter, the entire Bible, knows nothing about that. Those are human inventions. God says, if you trust and believe in my son, Jesus, what he's done at the cross, I call you saint. And the word saint means one who is, listen, positionally declared righteous by God. That's a saint. And positionally matters. It's God who moves you and I from the realm of being sinners, from the realm of being lost, from the realm of being an outcast from God, from the kingdom of God, from heaven. It's God who says, I see that you're trusting my son Jesus and what he's done at the cross. I see that. And so I am now declaring you to be a saint. You are now washed in the blood of my son Christ Jesus. You are now taken from the position of being lost and I put you in a position of being my child. It's positioning. The book of Romans is all about God positioning his children in his righteousness. Listen, real quick. Kids love to dress up. You'll see little Junior walking around in his dad's cowboy boots. He'll have his dad's work gloves. He might even have his dad's hat on. And it's pretty cute because you see this three-year-old kid walking around trying to talk like dad, trying to act like dad, because he's wearing dad's clothes. Or your little princess at home might mimic the same thing regarding mom. You know what's awesome about that? In their minds, positionally, they are mom. They are dad. In their minds, they're dressed for the occasion and they act like it. Well, God says to you and I, I want you to be dressed in my son Jesus. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and walk like it. Talk like it, live like it. Friends, listen, this is the key to our Christian success, to recognize that positionally we are in Christ and we don't have to strive. We don't have to push and labor to obtain anything. We walk in the position of who Christ is in his righteousness, not our own. We've got 
his boots on. We've got his hat on. We've got his wrapping on. And we walk around this world talking, acting, and being like Jesus. Why? Because we get to. That's what we do. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And positionally, that's what it is to be a Christian. Well, if a man cannot be saved by his efforts, his merits, if someone has no chance of getting into heaven by their good deeds or good works, then how does somebody get into heaven? That's the greatest question that I think anyone could ask for their entire life. In fact, beyond their entire life, even eternity itself. The fact of the matter is the scriptures teach us that by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified in the sight of God. If man could be declared righteous by the good deeds or the keeping of the law, I mean, let's be specific, keeping the Ten Commandments, then why would God tell Moses that in the day that Israel sins and breaks the Ten Commandments, that they would have to offer up an animal sacrifice for their sins? See, friend, the fact of the matter is that blood will always trump human performance, meaning this, in the economy of God, there is no forgiveness of sins when you try to approach God based on merit. Because the moment you and I come to God with a failure, a breach, a discrepancy in our good deeds, the Bible calls it sin, you have no offering, you have no way to reclaim yourself because once sin is performed or executed in our lives, we are forever tainted. Now look, that may sound strong and hard, but you actually know that it's true. Because you and I know that from the earliest ages, a child is preloaded, as it were, preset to disobedience. Kids are cute and kids are wonderful and it's a good thing they are because they're little rebels. Not only according to the Bible, but according just to human psychology. The, the human is a rebel. We are, the Bible teaches that we are a rebel against God. We fight and kick against authority. We know that this is true. We just don't like to admit it. But a little kid will rebel once he or she knows they are not allowed to cross the street or they can't go two houses down. What do they do? They go three houses down and they'll definitely cross the street. Once they know that there's a rule, a law, they gravitate to that rule to break it. Why is that the case? It's who we are. As soon as we're told, you can do this, you can do that, you can do the other, but you can't do this. Now in our minds, that's all we're thinking about. I'm not supposed to do that. Why am I not supposed to do that? I can't stop thinking about that. Why? because we have a sin nature. And Christianity is the message that addresses the sin nature. With all due affection and respect, I say, Buddhism doesn't offer the opportunity for us to reclaim ourselves. Islam, Judaism, uh, Mormonism, go down the list. Listen, denominationalism doesn't do it. Only a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is what allows you to, as it were, tap into the merits of Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible puts it this way in 1 John chapter 1, that 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. That's only found in Christianity. Christianity is not being a member of a church. Christianity is not being part of some group. It's not some label you slap on your t-shirt or the back of your car window. True Christianity is something that is lacking in America today. It's lacking in the world today. And that is you and I determining to be an authentic follower of Jesus Christ. To be someone who says, I'm going to pick up this word. And in this case, I'm going to pick up the book of Romans. And I'm going to read that it's God who calls me a saint. It is God who has positioned me in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It is God who says the just shall live by faith. What a, what a declaration. Listen, when Martin Luther, the great Catholic reformer, when he read that in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 4, Paul the Apostle restates it in Romans chapter 1, that the just shall live by faith. It blew Luther's mind. In fact, it blew the mind of the theologian Newell, or John Knox blew his mind. George Whitfield blew his mind. John and Charles Wesley, it blew their minds because they had been conditioned by their denominations or by their groups, this is how you go to heaven. This is what you must do. And when they came to that scripture and they read, especially from Paul the Apostle, a man who knew all about works is the man who said, wait a minute, all of my disciplines in Judaism, all of my legalism, all of my efforts have turned out to be like dung. He used the word dung. It's fertilizer. Isaiah, the Hebrew prophet said, filthy rags. Very graphic. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Our good deeds is as fertilizer to God. But the just shall live by faith, meaning I come just as I am. I come recognizing, here's the, by the way, listen up. Here's the real stumbling block. I come just as I am in need of the Savior. I see that I'm a sinner. I need God's forgiveness in my life. I need to be forgiven. I need a new life. I need guilt and shame removed from me so that I can walk with God. That is easily said only because, listen, God would have done the work in your life for you to even think that thought. Are you hearing me? Don't lose this in the weeds. You are either going to think one of two things. I don't need Jesus. I don't need God. I'm good. I'm fine. And you walk away in your self-righteousness, lost. And if you die in that condition, you're lost for all time and eternity. But if you think, wait a minute, I am guilty of lustful thoughts and jealous thoughts, or I am guilty of pride, or I want to be first thoughts. I do, I do realize I've got guilt and shame. I did this and that. I've got shame. I've got guilt. I need Christ. If you begin to think that thought, then guess what, my friend? God is working in 
your life. And when he works in your life, you need to listen. Because if anything I'm saying to you right now is starting to resonate with you, it's because God the Holy Spirit is saying, you need my son Jesus. That means God is calling you. I suggest strongly that you listen to what God is saying to you. It could cost you your eternal life. It could be your key to freedom and to liberty and to salvation. So listen, as we wrap this up, the most important thing for you and I to realize and to understand is that faith is something that you and I exercise every day. It's not mystical, okay? It's not something that is mysterious in the sense that what goes on in the realm of faith is, is, a, is a practice we use all the time. And, and so allow me to put it to you this way. By faith, you grab your car keys and you turn your ignition over. And you do it so often that you don't think for a moment, is this going to work? Is the key gonna fit? Is this car gonna start? You assume based upon reliability, based upon practice, based upon familiarity, this is going to happen. In a word, it becomes second nature, right? When you get on an airplane and you sit down and you put your seatbelt on, you expect that seatbelt to keep you in your seat during times of takeoff and landing, during times of turbulence, and that's what it's intended for. But you never analyze it. You might have the first time that you ever flew in an airplane, but you became accustomed to what it does. And the same is true, for example, uh, driving. Look, here in Southern California, thank God, people still stay in their lanes on the freeway or on the highway. Those lanes that are dotted with white lines keep everything in order. And you don't expect pandemonium when you get on the roadway here. There are things assumed and there are rules to keep and there are laws that keep you safe. And you obey those because they're for your good. And you do them because it's faith. This is how we drive. So friend, listen, don't think for a moment that you are not a person of faith. You are, a per you are in fact, a person of faith. I can say great faith. So let me ask you this. Do you have faith in God? Now, all of a sudden, we have a little bit of a pause. We get a little nervous about that. But why? Why? Because I want to submit to you the evidence that's all around me right now. The evidence of the breeze I feel blowing. The evidence of the birds here chirping and singing. Life happening. All of these things speak of an invisible God. The sun rose this morning. It's going to set tonight. How do I know? Faith. Faith. So let's take it to the ultimate conclusion. If there's enough evidence for you and I to be practicing faith every day to the point that we don't even think about it anymore because it's second nature, when we look around at this created universe and we come to the conclusion, this is good. The sun is good. The breeze is good. The birds are good. This moment is good. Where's it coming from? 
Where do these things come from? And if I stop and think for a moment, why am I living? Why do I have the consciousness of what is good and what is bad? I know what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. I know what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. How do I know that? Because according to the Bible, God says, I have written these things in you by my spirit. So I want to conclude with this. Paul the Apostle said in the book of Romans chapter 1 that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. Is there evidence for that? Is there evidence that I should believe that? When Paul the Apostle said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I am not intimidated by others who criticize it. I am not in any way uh, canceled, cultured, fearful. Paul is saying, nobody can cancel truth. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why, Paul? Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation. Friends, listen, so, so beautifully. God wants you today to put your faith in his son, Jesus Christ, just like you put your faith in so many other things for those things to serve their purpose. I sat at this table. I didn't even think about it. I expected it to hold me up. And God wants you to have your faith in Jesus this way. You don't have to worry about hell. You don't have to worry about sin. You don't have to worry about what happens when you die because the gospel of Jesus Christ is all powerful to save you, not only in that moment, but right now, right now. And so I wanna ask you this, will you pray with me right now? Will you pray with me right now to receive this gospel of God? Listen, let's pray. Dear Lord, I ask you in Jesus' name that you would open up my eyes to the gospel truth of Jesus Christ. I come to you, God, not wanting any religion. I don't want any hierarchy. I don't want any politics. I don't want any churchianity. I want to know Christ. And I want to give him my life because I today confess that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He rose again from the grave, just as the Bible says. And I place my life into his hands right now. And so God, save me. Wash me clean. Make me your child, I pray in Jesus' name. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, we want to know about it. So listen, we want you to go to jackhibbs.com. And from there, there's all kinds of resources. But listen, in getting a hold of us, we're going to send you a Bible. And why do you need a Bible? Well, again, the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. The more you read the Bible, the greater your faith becomes. There's no other way to increase your faith than to ingest the Bible. And we want to send you a Bible. We want to get you connected with great Bible teaching resources. And we want to make sure that we're available to you for any of your Bible questions. So please reach out to us at jackgibbs.com. Let us know that you're there, that you've prayed this prayer, and that we can connect with you. So listen, until next time, God bless you guys as we continue on in our study in the Word of God together.
This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.